has given you a wonderful personality, but it's been damaged by sin, stress, and pain. We all have unhealthy and unloving coping mechanisms built into our personality that we need to overcome. Let's talk about how Jesus wants to help you repair your personality and grow in God's grace. We'll draw on the ancient wisdom of the Enneagram, filtered by a biblical understanding. Hey, Soul Talks friends, we're back to our series on the Enneagram, and we are going to be talking about Jesus and the Enneagram. That's the most important thing. The, if the Enneagram doesn't help us in our relationship with Jesus and growing in our love for him and his likeness, it's really not not that great at all. We believe the Enneagram is all about uh, God, uh, his love for us, his relationship with us, and uh, forming us to be more like Jesus. Uh, so much of the input that's gone into the development of the Enneagram over the centuries, going back to ancient times, comes from uh, Christian thinkers. Uh, but much of the conversation about the Enneagram today is is not being put in this context, even by Christian teachers. So it's something that uh, we really try to emphasize in Soul Shepherding and the work that we do with the Enneagram is we're coaching with women and men in uh, ministry, uh, leaders of different kinds through our Soul Shepherding Institute and uh, sabbatical coaching and other ministries that we have in Soul Shepherding. We often use the Enneagram. It's a powerful tool for self-awareness, a powerful tool for God-awareness. It is not uh, necessarily, although it's sometimes presented this way, it doesn't have to be sort of a a new-agey thing that's that's, uh, presenting uh, a path to self-help that's just all about uh, sort of uh, self-reliance and sort of becoming your better self by yourself and even kind of a divine self as if all the resources that you need to be a good person are within you. It's like, well, no, we need the Lord. We need his word. We need uh, the community of Christ. And the Enneagram is a tool to help us Heal from our, our brokenness and our sin and our destructive living and destructive patterns in relationships in order to become more like Jesus by the power of God's grace. So we think that's really important, uh, both sides of that, because uh, the other thing that's often done with the Enneagram is it's often sort of made into a very cheery, optimistic, uh, self-help growth strategy as though it's all about getting better at our strengths. And there, there is a lot of... Uh, power in understanding our Enneagram type and using that for our coaching that helps us to to grow and become healthier and stronger for sure. But it, that's not where the Enneagram begins, really. It begins with, hey, we've got some brokenness, we've got some stress and some dysfunction, some unhealthy coping mechanisms, uh, destructive living and relating going on in our lives. And uh, God wants to come in with his grace and restore us to the image of God that we were created in. Yeah, well, it shows me where I continue, where I kind of have a stronghold of sin, and where my personality has formed around that, and where I have actually developed a false self that I'm tempted to rely on instead of relying on Christ. Yeah, so my experience is it really takes the power out of the Enneagram if you make it all positive, Mm -hmm. rather than seeing that, no, it's dealing with the tensions between bad and good that are in us. It's helped me immensely to see God's truth 
about me to take a hold of Jesus's hand and look at those parts of me that are sinful. And that has freed me to be able to rethink my thinking. Like he says, repent. That's, that's what repent is, to rethink my thinking in the light of his grace. Yeah, so for me as a, as a perfectionistic uh, one on the Enneagram, if all I'm focused on is, oh, I can be a reformer. I can be uh, someone with great integrity and peace. Uh, these are some of the virtues of, of a healthy one, a redeemed one, so to speak. I, I, I can't really get there unless I'm honest about, hey, I'm putting burdens on myself. I'm trying to do it all myself. I'm trying to be uh, perfect. I'm trying to be the hero. And that's making me resentful. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm getting weighed down with all this internalized anger over working so hard, trying so hard to do it right, and feeling like nobody's helping me. And so I need to, to really come clean and be honest about the sin in me and confess that to the Lord and to safe people. And then when I, when I see that and my eyes are opened, oh, yeah, I've, I've done it again. I've slid back into that rut of trying to be perfect, or I've slid back into that rut of, of getting resentful, getting angry about things, feeling sorry for myself, getting melancholy. Oh, I have to do everything. Nobody else, nobody else can do it. No, nobody else is going to really uh, you know, work and be responsible. I have to do it to do it right. And I have, to, I have to look at that and see, see in the mirror and say, oh, I'm doing it again. I've disconnected from God's presence and God's grace, and I need help. Lord, help me. And I, the, the help is not just within me, I mean, except, of course, the Holy Spirit's within me. But God is big. He's not just within me. He's all, he's all around me, and I, I need other people who, who are connecting with me and ministering the, the presence and wisdom of the Lord to me. Thank you, Bill. You're modeling for us how this can help us to identify our root sin and to understand where we fall on this map of the Enneagram. And we've all got that. Whatever our personality type is, we've got some core struggles going on there. And that's the the wisdom of the Enneagram is that we're understanding personality in a different way than the way a, a lot of personality tests present it. Usually personality is focused on uh, preferences and strengths and just sort of the characteristics of how you function. And the idea is to get to know each other's personalities and celebrate those differences, which is, is certainly helpful. But the Enneagram wants to take us a lot deeper than that into our dysfunction and distress and awareness of that, confession of that, and learning how to receive grace and how to turn to the Lord in, in his mercy and his redemption so that he can make something new out of us. Yeah, we all have ways that we are have, have sin and rooted in us that we're unconscious to. And so as you here, we're even just confessing your, your root sin and, you know, the way that resentment shows up in your life. To me, I'm able to extend grace to you and love to you and compassion to you and that is that is what this is about, is this gives us an access for Christ's love and grace to, to touch us on that level, that core level where we need it, that we're defending against even seeing that we need it. So as a two, the root sin for me is pride. And I can get all unconsciously thinking that I, I know what other people need and it's up to me to serve them, to love them well, to give them what they need. But I'm not, I'm blind to the pride that's in that. Right. You just see it as being helpful and caring and compassionate 
which it is, and that's that's a wonderful thing about you. But yet, underneath that, if you're not in your your Christ redeemed self, there is a certain vanity in it. Is what you're describing? That's right. A self consciousness. Yes, and every number has something like this. So the three struggles with deceit, but mm-hmm. they wouldn't know that. They wouldn't see that, and the enneagram helps them to see where deceit has taken root in their life. Yeah, threes are performers, achievers, and they're, they're into success. I feel like it's not an option to fail, uh, and their, their self-insecurity in that and hidden sense of shame in that is that they're, they're very focused on their image, and they, they feel like they need to really sparkle and excel in order to be acceptable. And so by understanding this and seeing themselves as a three, it actually can be a great grace for them to open up and receive unconditional love and realize they're they're loved even in their failures and when they don't have to be performing and achieving to be lovable. Yeah, because all, all that image stuff and performance stuff is is hiding mm-hmm. this inner shame, this inner sense of I'm I'm not enough, I'm not acceptable, I'm not lovable, and just just feeling bad. And so they're, they're overcompensating mm-hmm. and, and trying to be so, so good and so impressive in what they say and what they accomplish and the way that, the way that they are and whatever they're doing in, in their jobs and their relationships. Uh, they're, they're really inspirational, impressive people. But the problem is if we just focus on their strengths and how they achieve so high and they work so hard and they're shining stars and we appreciate the, the positives of the three then it, it really leaves the part of them that's, that's so hurt and so desperate mm-hmm. for unconditional love and grace from, from Christ untouched, unchanged. Yeah, because threes, are, they're so tuned into other people, um, what other people want, their, 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 their feelings, what they're doing, and particularly as it relates to, for the three, reaching their goal and uh, accomplishing what is set before them. They're, they're really great with teaming with people and partnering with people, but if they're not aware then of, of themselves, they're not aware of this shame, they're not aware of their, their deceit and their, uh, their deceit as in their, uh, the image that they're putting out there, the ideal image, then they don't realize that there's like a hidden selfishness in this mm-hmm. and a tendency potentially to use people and get angry at people if the people don't do it their way and, and get on the path to, re- to reach that goal. And so they need to open up to that brokenness inside and and bring it to God's grace and bring it to save people. And that's true for every number on the Enneagram because each of our numbers is a false self. Mm-hmm. And each, what we need to do is see that the Enneagram is a powerful tool for us to see our mask, see our false self, and drop those and bring our true self to Christ. And so for the four... Their, their roots in, their struggles with envy. And they would be unconscious about that. They don't look like they're envious people. They, they're people that usually uh, have great uniqueness that they're expressing, expressing because of this need to be special and unique. And, but it's covering their feeling as if something's missing. Yeah, if- fours always feel like something is missing. And uh, we have a lot of force that are artistic, uh, worship pastors connecting with us at Soul Shepherding. Uh, some car guys can be fours. Uh, fours are, are individualists. They can be 
romantic. Uh, they've, they've got a gift to bring to the world, and it comes from deep inside their heart and soul. They're, they're very sensitive, uh, deep relators, uh, very reflective, very into authenticity and on a journey. And so there are many things about a four to appreciate. But if we don't deal with that, that hidden root sin, that hidden tendency to envy, to compare with other people and to feel like, oh, they, they've got something more special or they've, they've, they've gone farther with this or they're being more appreciated and then feel like, well, I, I want to do that. If we don't see that, we don't really understand the four. And if the four is not uh, opening to that hidden envy and confessing that, they're not really going to get free uh, and on the path of Christlikeness. And then the five, the five struggle, their root sin is avarice. Yeah, greed, wanting more money or more information, more knowledge, because they're they're insecure inside, mm-hmm. and they, they feel like they need more resources. So the fives have trouble getting out of their heads, getting out of their their separate private space and into, into relationship. They have trouble activating and uh, giving away what they've learned or what they've received and sharing it with other people because they just feel like they need more and they, they can struggle with hoarding. And so here again, if we only focus on how, how knowledgeable the fives are and uh, how resourceful that they are, how, how calm and, and steady and, and focused they can be, which are all things to appreciate, but if, if we don't understand, if you're a five and you don't understand that, that deep uh, hidden insecurity that's wrapped around greed or hoarding or feeling like you, you need more, you're not really getting to the depths of your personality and you're not really opening up to where you need the mercy of Christ and where you need to be transformed. And then for the six, the root sin is fear. And the six don't, they don't look like they're fearful people. They look like they're prepared for anything that could go wrong, <laughs> that they could face, that could come their way. They're, and they're so loyal and they're so good at um, helping us all be protected and, and secure. But a lot of that comes out of their own fear that they could be in denial of. A lot of anxiety, apprehensiveness for sixes as to you know, what's going to go wrong. Uh, and that's, that's why they become such problem solvers. And there, there is a gift in that, in the, the pragmatism and helpfulness and quick to respond, uh, great in a crisis. These traits of a six are, are wonderful, but, but to the extent that it might be being motivated out of fear and out of trying to be in control in this way, that's a self-help, self-atoning process. You see, it's leaving God out of the equation. And so for sixes to really come into peace and to come into the fullness of their self and uh, to be really their best self, be healthy and so forth, they need to admit to just, just how anxious and fearful and apprehensive they are and how much they're trying to solve everything on their own and they and so the best sixes uh, who have been really transformed by the, the spirit of god they're very loyal and they, they become very trusting and they're they're able to deal with their issues with authority because sixes will tend to be overly compliant towards authority or rebelling against that especially the the counterphobic six uh, so uh, opening to God's grace in this way is the path of healing and transformation. It's the, the, the self-awareness, the God-awareness that the six is needing. And Jesus is the one that can free them from those fears and be their 
their safety, their security. Then we've got the seven. Yeah. I, I jumped in on you there because that seven's my favorite. <laughs> That's my growth line as a, as a one. It's like those sevens that are, are happy and positive and enthusiastic and having fun and well, going the for the surface, pleasure. You know, they say everybody wants to be a seven on, that's the surface, on the surface, but that's when you're not paying attention to the pain of the roots in, which is a hedonism. They, they're so into pleasure uh, that sevens can struggle with addiction and compulsive behavior uh, and just flitting from one thing to the next, always planning the next fun thing but potentially they're not enjoying what's right before them right now. And they, they can really get disconnected from the presence of God. Mm-hmm. All the types can in a different way. That's mm-hmm. the point of the root sins. That's what sin means. Sin isn't just like you know bad stuff that we do. Sin is disconnecting from God, distrusting God. And so at the center of the Enneagram is Christ bringing us the presence of God, and so we get we get disconnected from that. And mm-hmm. for the sevens, they, they do it through pleasure. Yeah. And so I, I, idols, idolatry can be a real issue for them as they're attaching their, their joy, their hope, their um, their sense of looking for life in, in pleasures and adventures. And Such a shock to the seven because they, they just want to be happy and make people happy. Yeah. But oftentimes their way actually ends up making people unhappy. Mm-hmm. Because they're they're juggling so many balls, and they're when they're with you, they can be really with you, uh, bringing fun, uh, affirming you, getting the most out of the situation, and kind of bringing you along in, in that joy. But then when they're not with you, they might just totally forget about mm-hmm. you, and then they're into the next fun yeah. thing or yeah. fun person, and you're not a part of it, and mm-hmm. you feel left out. And they're, they're always juggling so many balls because they never want to miss out on anything fun that sometimes they, they keep people on a string hanging. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, is she, she going to call me? Is she going to call? Well, she, she, we're supposed to get together today. What happened? Well, she found something more fun to do. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it didn't mean it personally, but see, that's the thing. You got to get underneath the surface of your personality if you're a seven and realize, okay, I can be so into my, my pleasure and my planning of fun that I actually dismiss people. And, of course, worst of all, they miss, miss Christ, miss Christ in it all, his love, his joy as the source. Then we've got the eights, and the eights kind of get a bad rap uh, because they're uh, this a power personality, and their, their root sin uh, is, is in the area of anger. It's called uh, lust, but it's particularly lust for power. Eights are intense, and uh, eights slap you on the back hard and talk in a loud voice and give you a you know, real big hug, and they, they respect energy. And well, they, the eights are, are avoiding vulnerability at all costs. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and so they, uh, they need to, they integrate over at the healthy two that's considerate and uh, kind and compassionate, thinking about other people, because the eights can get too into their their agenda and the the power and control that they want because they're afraid to lose control. That that lust for power comes out of a, a deep sense of powerlessness, and their audacity, over the top boldness, uh, sometimes called a shamelessness, uh, in terms of how much they can plug their thing and and do their thing, no matter how other people feel about it. It comes out of a hidden inner sense of shame. And this is how the Enneagram works, is that it's always helping us deal with the, the tensions and the opposites in our personality 
and wanting to show us how, by God's grace, we can integrate those those tensions. And so when an A takes Jesus's hand and is willing to be vulnerable and open up in vulnerability to the Lord, then we get such beauty of redemption. We had an eight with us at the Soul Shepherding Institute recently, uh, and he said, it was so fun to be with other men and women of God who are breaking out of anything that might hold them back from being more like Jesus. Yeah, there's energy right yeah, there, yeah. Because because they want to make this impact, and they make this great impact when they're willing to face the vulnerability with the Lord, and then out of this flows this incredible compassion for others who are vulnerable. Yeah, and that eight's a business leader, and he's done a lot of integrative work at the healthy two and being more considerate of others, and so... It really gentles all that energy and power and confidence and puts it in the service of the Lord and uh, loving people. It's a beautiful thing. When you've got a, a redeemed eight, that is likely to be the best leader in the room. It's like anybody will follow uh, a, a challenger leader eight who is uh, patient and kind with the people around them. And then there's the nine, the nine, their roots end is, is sloth or lethargy. And it's not that these people are like super lazy, irresponsible people. It's that they've believed Satan's lie for them that their presence doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And so they withhold. They withhold and they, they sh- they're so in tune with other people and what other people are, are feeling, understanding all that, but it's pretty overwhelming trying to hold the ten, these tensions in life together all the time. And so they just kind of numb out and shut down. Yeah, the nines are the peacemakers, and they're really tuning into other people and absorbing their what they want, uh, what they need, what they're feeling, and they're uh, very uh, empathic and caring that way, but it overwhelms them, yeah. and so they get shut down. And so they're, they're always needing energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of times nines are attracted to the eights because they want, they want that energy, they want that strength, that, that power uh, to not get lost and to uh, be able to bring themselves. But it becomes a vicious circle for the nine because they, they have did such difficulty with self-activation and so they, they always want to be joining what other people are doing to sort of find the energy. And on the positive side, they're, they're really great with partnering and teaming and, and, and that sort of thing and processing nines, uh, especially healthy nines, make great spiritual directors and counselors. Uh, a lot of our soul shepherding listeners are nines. We, we did some podcasts on the, the peacemaker types. Uh, a lot of pastor's wives are nines, uh, probably some pastor's husbands out there that are nines too, uh, and, and some pastors too yeah. that are, are that, that type. But it's um, especially, uh, they are oriented around, around process and with people and, and journeying with people together uh, in, in God's peace and seeking unity and harmony and bringing people together. Uh, but they, they need to pay attention to that, that inner fault line uh, around around the sloth, around the the difficulty with self activation, around how they they get lost because it it generates problems with passive aggressiveness and resentment and shutting down even depression. Jesus, thank you for your grace, your grace that you come to us and you give us the courage to open our souls to you and let you show us where we fall into sin and into habits of sin and where 
uh, Satan comes at us with lies and accusations that are aimed right there in our areas of greatest temptation. And we thank you that as we look to you to shine your light into our souls and that we can take your hand and get free. I pray for each one of our listeners, Lord, that you would continue this good work in them for your glory. Amen. Check out our Soul Shepherding blog for our free Enneagram coaching tool. We have a number of free Enneagram videos on Soul Shepherding's YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. To see these and other videos, just subscribe and follow us. We'd love for you to make comments and share these posts with your friends to help us grow the Soul Shepherding online community.